Okay. Very good. Yes, so, again, you three who are in Carolyn's class, you have your terms and your memory on your little card for next time. Is there a different one that's already sharpened? Yeah, go ahead and go sharpen that. Um, and for today, the terms that I picked for the term quiz also come from the list that Carolyn gave you last time. So you won't be left high and dry today, but I don't have them written on the board, so you'll just have to remember which ones she gave you that you studied. Now! Can you look at last week's card? Yeah. No, you can't look at last week's card. What do you think the, what, do you, what kind of class do you think this is? I don't know. The kind where I let you have all the answers? Yeah. Nice try, Cameron. Nice try, but it's not gonna fly here. Here's what we're gonna do first though, because it's been a while since we did this. Genesis. Exodus. Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. It's your dad's name. Joshua. Judges. Uh, first and second Samuel. Yes. First and second Kings. Yes. First and second Solomon. Mm, nope. Not Solomon. First, second Samuel. First, second Kings. First and second Chronicles. Chronicles. Ezra. Yep. Nehemiah. Esther. Job. The hymn book of the Bible. Starts with a P. P.S. Song? Yes. Proverbs. Yes, Song of Solomon. Job? No. No. There's five in the poetical books. I... It's Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, and then it's the major prophets. I. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Nehemiah? Mm, no. J. Uh, Judges? Jer. Uh, Jeremiah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Isaiah, Jeremiah. It's the middle one in the sandwich. Lamentations. Yes, Lamentations. Ezekiel. Mm hmm. Samuel? Not Samuel. It sounds like Samuel. He was in the lion's den. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, De. Who was in the lion's den? It rhymes with manual, but it starts with a D. Daniel? Yes. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel. That's the major prophets. Remember the major prophets. And here are the minor prophets. Hosea. Hosea, J. Oh, Jonah. Joel. Joel. Yeah, Hosea, Joel. Mm -hmm. It's one that's already been said. Hosea, Joel, Amos. O. B. Rhymes with Mobadiah. Obadiah. 
Yes. Micah. Yes. Nahum. Zechariah. Ha. Hagar. Hab. Habakkuk. Yes. Zechariah. Ze. No. Said the. No. You're really close. It's not Zechariah, it's Ze. Zephaniah. It's a name for a mean, nasty old lady. Ruth? <laughs> Not Ruth, no. <laughs> it starts H-A-G. That's a name for a mean old lady. You call her a hag, which is you should never call an old lady a hag. Or also old bat. You don't say, oh, you old bat. Oh, you hag. You should never say it. It's a mean thing to say. H-A-G, hag, hag. Haggis, that's a dish of Scotland. Everything that you hate about the animal, all cooked inside of its stomach. Yum. That's, the Scots are good cooks, huh? Hag, I, Zephan, remember there's a little song. Oh, you're not in my class. There's a little song. Zephaniah, Haggai. Zephaniah, Rhymes with Haggai. But it has more syllables. Bum bum bum. Bum bum I. Malachi, yeah, that's the song. Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. That's how you can remember the last four. Now we're gonna do this again, starting with Cameron. Oh, uh, What's the first book? Genesis. Genesis. Leviticus. Numbers. Deuteronomy. Joshua. Judges. Ruth. First and second Samuel. First and second Kings. Mm -hmm. Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalm, Psalm, Proverbs. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you know sign language? No. Mm -hmm. Eek. Cameron? Ecclesia. Ecclesia. Eek. Ecclesiastes, correct. Yes. Uh, Isaiah. Not Ezekiel. No! What did you just say? Isaiah, Jeremiah. Lamentations. Lamentations. Mm-hmm. No, nope. the guy in the lion's den. Who's in the lion's den, Cameron? We just Daniel? did this. Daniel? Yes, Daniel. Oh, Guys, come on. It's, we got one season of Lent and you forget all the books of the Bible. Ho Hosea. Hosea, Joel. Amos. Swallowed by a fish. Hey, close that. Habakkuk. What's the song? Michael. No, Zephaniah, Haggai. <laughs> you got it last time. Oh. Last book of the Old Testament. Zechariah, oh. Zephaniah, oh. Haggai. Malachi. Yeah, Malachi. Oof. Well.
you know what to look at for next time. Now, your catechism. This should be really good because it was really easy. What does God's Word say to parents from Ephesians 6.4? Together we'll speak it. Fathers, do not your children. Instead, bring them in the in training and instruction of the Lord. The Lord. Mm, this is really short and easy. It's not the cat. It's not the creed. Let's do this again. What does God's word say to parents from Ephesians 6, 4? Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Yes, instead, bring them in the training and the instruction of the Lord. Correct, good. We're done with the creeds, so the only memory that you have is from the table of duties, which are just little verses from the Bible. And you made a really big mistake. I'll tell you what. You showed, now you three aren't in my class, but I do talk to my wife, so I do know about you. You've all shown that you can learn the creed, and that's big and long. And that's your mistake, because I know that you can learn something that's big and long. And that means if you can learn something big and long, you can also learn something that's really short. You've tipped your hand. Ah, okay, Cameron. So how much words does a creed have? Like the, the Nicene, the Apostles' Creed. With its explanation? Well, yeah, how, how, how many words? I have no idea, but you learned them. Don't you feel good about yourself? Yeah. Yeah, that's an accomplishment, Cameron. Okay, term quiz. Now remember, if you're in Carolyn's class, all five of the turns came from the sheet that she gave you last week. Mm -hmm. So you know what you needed to study, and all of these came from that sheet. My class... You're just going to have to suck it up and deal with it, like we do every week. Okay, are you ready? Number one. Whoops, i got to turn to the right page. Number one. The presence of Christ that followed the Israelites as they wandered in the wilderness and which kept them alive by providing them water to drink. The presence of Christ that followed the Israelites as they wandered in the wilderness. And I will give you a bonus point if you can write down and then tell me what the sin of Moses was with this presence of Christ. Why Moses did not get to enter the promised land. If you can write it down. Wait. Yes. So was this like a term or is it like not saying what he did? No, the, this, the, your bonus point is not a term. Okay. It is just an extra thing that I want to make sure that you know. Cameron, is this you okay. telling me the answer or is this a question? Uh, I want to see the bonus. The bonus doesn't happen till the end. Uh. 
So write it down on your paper ahead of time what the sin of Moses was in that presence of Christ. Yes, what he did. What was his sin? You can say it in four words or less. <laughs> I said that just for you. Okay, number two. The great river that extends through the promised land that connects the Sea of Galilee with the Great Salt Sea. I'll give you another bonus point if you can give me the fun name for the Great Salt Sea. That's not a term. I'm just giving you a bonus point if you know what it's called. There's a name that the Bible uses a lot about the Great Salt Sea. The Lord divided the waters of this river so that Joshua could lead the people of Israel into Canaan. The great river that extends through the promised land that connects the Sea of Galilee with the great salt sea. But the, the salt sea, like salt water? <laughs> yes. The great salt sea. Okay, number three, another name for the Jewish people, Israelites, or descendants of Abram, who passed over the Euphrates River westward to the Promised Land. The most important part of this is another name for the Jewish people. And I'm going to give you a really, really Really big hint. It is the name that the Egyptians call the Israelites. That's about as big of a hint as I could possibly give you. Another name for the Jewish people. The descendants of Abram or Abraham. Number four. Number four, an orphaned Jewish girl who lived in Persia during the exile was raised by her cousin and became the queen of Persia. She and her cousin interceded for the Jews who were threatened by Haman. And number five, the cousin of that Jewish orphan who raised her as his own daughter. The wrath of Haman against the Jews was stirred when this man would not bow down or pay homage to Haman. I'm going to go back to that. Well, you're welcome to ask me to repeat them. Oh, yeah. Can you, can you repeat again? Repeat number five again? Yeah. Okay. The cousin of that girl who was orphaned, who raised her as his own daughter, 
the wrath of Haman was stirred up against that man because he would not bow or pay homage to Haman. Okay, Sophie? Number one. Yes, back to the beginning. Number one. The presence of Christ that followed the Israelites as they wandered in the wilderness and which kept the Israelites alive by providing them with water to drink. The presence of Christ that provides water in the wilderness. And the bonus question is, what is the sin of Moses with this presence of Christ? Emma, did you need me to read one for you? Yes. Can you read three? Can I read three? Yes, I can. Another name for the Jewish people, the descendants of Abraham, the Israelites. They, it's also the name that the, Israel, or that the Egyptians called them by. And it's also the name of the language that they spoke. That's, I just gave you the answer right there. If you know, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Okay. Does anyone else need me to repeat one? No. Negative. Very good. I actually need a pencil. Oh, that's a bad pencil. Okay. Emma, what do you have for number one? The rock. The rock. The rock is correct. Remember, the rock is Christ. It follows the Israelites and it gives them water. Cameron. Okay, can, can, can I tell you the bonus point? Yes, you may tell me the bonus. He, he struck the rock. Yes, correct. He struck the rock. He was supposed to talk to it and he struck it instead. And that was his sin. I, it, I don't know why he struck it. Pardon me? I, I don't know why he struck it. Because he decided it was a good idea. Yeah, he, had, he was supposed to strike it before, but he wasn't supposed to strike it that time. But he did it anyway. Uh, if you have the rock, you get a point. And if you have written down that Moses struck the rock, you also get another point. That's your bonus point. Did you have a question, Emma? Okay. Number two, Anna. The Jordan River, yes, correct. And oh, Cameron, yes, what's the name of the Great Salt Sea? It flows with milk and honey. It flows, the, the Jordan River flows with milk and honey. Nope, not, not milk and honey, no. Anybody else have a guess? Sophie? Like the, I don't know how you pronounce it, but the big sea that starts with an M. No. It doesn't start with an M. Anna. It is the Dead Sea. That is correct. The Great Salt Sea is called the Great Salt Sea because there's so much salt in it that nothing can live in it. There's so much salt in it that you can't sink in the water. You float on top of it. And if you get pulled under the water, if you try to dive under, there's so much salt that you get stuck. And, and then you, you, you'll probably drown. 
You can. Many people have. Carolyn and I went there when we were in Israel, but we did not go into the water because it's kind of gross. But lots of people did because they want to swim in the salt water. And the mud is so salty that it's supposed to be really good for your skin. But we didn't, go, we didn't put mud on our skin. We rode camels instead. <laughs> okay. Uh, number three. Sophie. Not Israel, no. Israel is the name of the, of the land. Israelites are the people. What is another name for the people? Cameron. Hebrews. Hebrews, yes. And they speak the language of Hebrew. And when, remember when Pharaoh's daughter sees Moses in the basket, she says, look, a Hebrew. He's a little Hebrew boy. Good. Uh, Seth, number four. Um, Esther. Yes, Esther. That was from last week. So is the next one. Emma? Do you know his name? That's okay. Anna? Mordecai. Mordecai. Yeah. Correct. Mordecai. All right. Yes, Cameron. Can you tell me what? My, my percentage. You, you can tell me how many you got right. Oh, uh, well, well, I got the bonus point right. So, in, the, in all the words, so would that be six out of five? Yes, it would be. Okay. And Emma? Um, sorry, um, you said if you wrote down, like, did you say if you wrote down, like, he struck the rock and, like, instead of talking to it? Yes. If you, if you wrote down that Moses struck the rock, that is the correct answer to the bonus question. Is that what you have? Yes. Then you get an extra point for that. So whatever, however many of the terms you got right, you add one to that for your bonus point. How many do you have? I don't think, Carolyn doesn't keep track of your scores, does she? Okay, I like to. So I'll, re I'll report back to her. She doesn't write them down. Oh, okay. Four? Okay. And Sophie, you guys are you guys are all off on one side, so I have to do you first. Okay, Seth? Oh, five, five. Anna? Six, five. Okay. Alright. Very good. Now to the lesson. Whoa. Someone's an eager beaver. We are jumping ahead to the book of Yes, Cameron. Uh, sorry. Uh, will we do our terms last? Like, will we have terms? To remember for next time? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, in my class, we do those last. Does Carolyn do those first? Uh, no. She doesn't She gives you the new ones at the beginning? Well, I'll tell you what, that way is just flat out wrong. How? <laughs> it isn't. I'm just being a jerk. Uh, I do it at the end because when we get to the end, we've already read all of the lesson and then you know who all the people are and you get the terms. I think it's easier to do it that way. So we just do it at the end in this class. But if, uh, so, yeah, I do it differently than Carolyn. Okay. 
the book of Jonah. If we were in Jonah. Okay, the book of Jonah. Chapter 1. And today we will go clockwise, which is from me to you, Emma. So we'll go around this way. Which group of books of the Bible is Jonah in? Do you need help finding Jonah? Jonah is in the Minor Prophets, Hosea. after Obadiah. Oh, this is... Here we go. Jonah! It sure is. It's only four chapters long. I don't know where chapter... Oh, there's thinking to do. It's not the shortest one in the Bible. not the shortest book in the Bible, though. There are some books that are only one chapter long. Philemon. Philemon is one of those. Yes, Sophie. It's in the Minor Prophets. Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah. Which book do you see right now? Which one? Oh, you're in the wrong testament, girl. Yes, Emma. Just one verse each. So you'll be on verse two. And if you have to go slowly, that's fine. And if you mispronounce a word, that's fine too. Mispronouncing a word is not a sin, so don't worry about it, okay? I don't give you points off because you mispronounced a word. No. Yeah, where are you right now? Which direction do you need to go? Yeah. No, that's cheating, Cameron. You're, that's two times today now you've cheated. I have it on record, too. Yeah, because you I saw you open your Bible when we were doing the books. Uh-oh. Oh, you think I'm not going to tell Carolyn about that? Yeah. Isaiah, Jeremiah. Which groups are we in right now? Um, major or minor prophets? Major. Yeah, the big ones are the major prophets. The small ones are the minor ones. Hosea is the start of the? Minor. Minor, correct. Here we go. Hosea, Joel, Amos. What's after Amos? What's after Obadiah? Yeah, there you go. Okay, Jonah, chapter 1. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying... Is it me? Nope. Emma, saying... Arise. Arise. Yeah. Go to Nineveh. Nineveh? Yes, Nineveh. Nineveh. That great mm-hmm. city. Yes. And cry mm-hmm. out against. Mm-hmm. Against. 
Yeah, what does it mean to cry out against it? Sophie? Like yell out or like... Yell what out? Like... Cameron? Well, well, yell out like a question. Okay, sort of, not exactly. Anna? Not exactly protest, Seth. Well, kind of like yell out, like, what, I don't, like, I mean, mm -hmm. like, yeah, kind of like just yell out like a disagreement and like. Okay, sort of. Emma, everyone else has guessed. It's your turn. What does it mean to cry out against it? Let's, let me ask it this way. If the Lord wants you, well, we'll do it this way. If the Lord wants me to cry out against you, the key word is against. If I'm against something, what does that mean? Yes, Sophie. Sure, I'm not with you. So when you go, if you, if you go to a football game, Who's playing? It's the Kansas City Chiefs against the Denver Broncos. And if the Chiefs are against the Broncos, what does that mean? Yes. Yes, they're not on the same side, and their goal is to defeat them. Yeah, defeat them, beat them, and they will, of course, because the Broncos. Right, Seth? Yeah. Right, Cameron? Yeah. Right, Emma? Yeah. All right. So if you're against somebody, you are, they're not on the same side as you. So if, I, if the Lord tells me then, hey, Pastor Ferguson, I want you to preach, to cry out against these midweek kids, do you, mean, do you think that that's probably a good thing for you or a bad thing for you? That's a bad thing for you. If I'm crying out against you, it means that I'm telling you, hey, listen, you're not doing what you're supposed to do, and the Lord knows about it, and he's going to let you know that he knows about it. If your parents cry out against you, that's like you getting in trouble and then getting a spanking. Yeah, so the Lord wants Jonah to go cry out against the city of Nineveh. Why? Continue. Emma, for, for their mm -hmm. wickedness. wickedness has come up before me. Yes, so why is Jonah supposed to go and cry out against them? Yes. Because, like, he knows, like, that they... They did something. Okay. Who knows? God. God knows, yes. Cameron. Uh, well, also, their wickedness has come up before him. Yes, but what does that mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was asking you, Cameron. Uh, you don't have to raise your hand. Uh, what they, does that mean, that, his, that their wickedness came up before him? Well, they, they did, like, bad things. Yes, yes, they did bad things. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. And... You, my class knows this. 
when it talks about doing wickedness in the sight of the Lord, predominantly, what is it talking about, Seth? Uh, going to other gods. Yes, idolatry, worshiping another god. So the Lord says, go and preach against their sin. They have done bad things and they need to hear the word of the Lord. Just like I preach on Sunday mornings. People need to hear the word of the Lord when they're good and they need to hear it when they're bad. And the word is a different sort when they're bad than it is when they're good. Sometimes the Lord says, you're really great and I love you. And then other times he says, I love you, but right now you're being a real pain in my behind. You're not doing what you're supposed to do and I'm going to let you know. Uh, so that's what he's, Jonah is supposed to do to Nineveh. But, verse 3. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish. 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 From the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa mm -hmm. and found a ship going to Tarshish. 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 Yeah. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Yes, Cameron. So, so I can already tell that that, that Jonah is sinning because uh, the Lord said to go, go to Nineveh, but instead he's going to the Tarshish. Yes, exactly. That's a, that's a problem with Jonah. Why is he running the opposite direction? It's the complete opposite direction, Sophie. Yeah, what's he scared about? Well, he's not scared that he's going to fail. There are really there are two things that bother Jonah. One thing is that he's one thing is something he's afraid of. Oh, he's afraid that they might hurt him. Yes, he's afraid that they're going to hurt him. Do does do you think people like it when the 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 prophet or the pastor of the Lord comes and tells them, "Hey, you're being bad. Stop being bad." Stop doing what you're doing. Do you think that people want to hear that? No. no. What do they do to the prophets? All the time. What do the Israelites do to their prophets? Jesus says it. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that stones her prophets. They kill their prophets. They don't like being told that they are sinners. So jo uh, Jonah is afraid that that's going to happen to him. But... The second thing is he also doesn't want to preach repentance to the Ninevites. Why not? What does it mean to preach repentance? What is the goal of it? If I preach repentance to you, Sophie, what is my hope that will happen? Is it that you keep on doing the same thing that you're doing, or is it that something else will happen? Yes, that something will change. And what thing do I hope will change? How you're acting. How you're acting, yes. So if you're being bad, and I preach repentance to you, and I call you out for being bad, then my hope is that when I do that, you will realize that you're being bad, and stop being bad. Jonah doesn't want the Ninevites to stop being bad because Jonah wants the Ninevites to feel the wrath of God. They deserve to be punished by God. They don't deserve any mercy. I'd rather see them blasted. Jonah is not a very merciful pastor. 
Verse 4. Cameron? Then said the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out towards God and threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. But the children had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship, had, had lain down, and was fast asleep. Yeah, why are they throwing stuff off the ship? Anna? To lighten the load. Yeah, but what does that mean? Why, so, why bother? So that they don't sink. Right, so they don't sink. If the boat's a little bit lighter, then it, it's less likely to sink and easier to row. They might be able to row if they're not carrying all the heavy stuff. Yes. Uh, okay, continue. So the captain came and said to him, What do you mean, you sleeper? Arise, call out to your God. Perhaps the God will, will give a thought to us that we may not perish. And they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. What does it mean to cast lots? Yes, Anna. Cast bids? Not bids. Well, no, not really. It's like gambling. They cast lots. It's like drawing straws or spinning the bottle. That kind of thing. Drawing straws is a better example. Everyone will draw a straw. You know that drawing straws? The person who gets the short straw. And uh, that's basically kind of what they're doing. Or like writing their names down and putting them in a hat and then shaking it up and pulling it out. Whose name is it going to be? Okay. That's, that's what they're doing. Who is it? Well, we'll let, let, we'll let whoever God, whoever's God is doing this tell us who is the person who is responsible for the storm. So, verse 8. That's you, Emma. Then they said to him, Please tell us for who, whose cause. cause is this truck. Mm-hmm. Trouble. Up on us. Mm-hmm. That is your occupation. Yeah. What is your occupation? Hey, what is it that you do, guy? What's your occupation? And and where 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 do you come from? Mm -hmm. What is your city and mm -hmm. of what people are you? Good. Nine. So he said to them, I am a Hebrew and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. Yes. Good. Ten. Keep going. Exceedingly. exceedingly. What does exceedingly mean? Yes, Cameron. Like really, 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 really. Yes, really, 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 really. Good. 
So they're very afraid, exceedingly afraid. Mm-hmm. Continue. Then they said to him, Well but what shall they then said to him, Well what shall we do to you that the sea may be calm for us? For for the sea was going more temp tempestuous. 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 Yes, stormy. Twelve. He said to them, Pick me up and hurl me into the sea. Then the sea will quiet down for you. For I know it is because of me that his great temp temp tempest has come upon you. Mm -hmm. So what does Jonah what does Jonah say to do to calm the storm? Throw him, in the sea. Throw him into the sea. Why? Because it will quiet down because it he was the one Yes, because he is the one whose sin is causing this and he is the one who deserves the punishment of disobeying the Lord. Yes, nevertheless, the men rode hard to return to land, but they could not, for the sea continued to grow more tempestuous against them. Why are they unable to row against the sea? Yes. Sophie. Sure, yeah, the storm is too strong, but what does that mean, that they are unable to go against that storm? Seth? Like, like God is still walking in the boat. Yes, the Lord is the one who is in charge. You cannot row against the Lord, and the Lord's will is that Jonah be fed to the waters, and the waters will not calm down until Jonah goes and does his job. Yes, so verse 14. Cried. Cried mm -hmm. to the Lord and said, we pray. pray. Pray, oh Lord, please do not let us perish. Mm -hmm. Perish. What does perish mean, Emma? Die. That's right, to die. Innocent. Blood. Yeah, innocent blood. Don't charge us with innocent blood. For you. The all over have done as it pleased. Good. Fifteen. So they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea, and the sea caused from its raging. 
Mm -hmm. 16. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. Mm -hmm. Yes. What happens when they throw Jonah overboard? Sophie. But what happens before they do that, Emma? Before? Before they offer the sacrifice. After they throw Jonah, but before they offer a sacrifice. Emma? Um, like everything comes down. Correct. Jonah is fed into the mouth of the water. He's sucked up by the water, and the storm goes away. And then they offer a sacrifice. Now, we're running out of time, so I'm going to finish reading this. Now, the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. Not a whale, just a fish. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Hey, now, wait a minute. Who does that sound like? Jesus, when he Correct. Put into the tomb for how many days? Three. Hmm. I wonder if that was on purpose. And then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish's belly, and he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surrounded me. All your billows and your waves passed over me. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The waters surrounded me, even to my soul. The deep closed around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the moorings of the mountains. The earth with its bars closed behind me forever. Yet you have brought, me, brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer went up to you, into your holy temple. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. What does this prayer of Jonah confess about the Lord. What does it say about God and what he does and how he works? Yes, Seth. Like if he disobeys one, there is a punishment. Yes, there are always consequences for going against God. You can go against God if you want, but there's a consequence for it. Just like when your parents say, don't play ball in the house, you can play ball in the house if you really want to, right? They don't put the ball in a cage with a lock and a key. You could still get that ball and play with it in the house, but if they catch you doing it, there are consequences for what you are done because you're going against them. That's correct. So the, there are consequences for going against the Lord. However, is the Lord gracious and merciful? Yes, he is. The Lord does not want the sinner to die. The Lord always wants the sinner to turn away, to repent, to give up his sins and to live. So Jonah confesses his own sins in the belly of that fish, and uh, he asks for forgiveness from the Lord. It confesses how the Lord is faithful even when his people are not faithful, which the whole book of Judges is about. 
the people are unfaithful, and then they're captured. And then they do what? Oh, yes, Anna? They pray to the Lord. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord. And then he says, okay. And then he saves them. So that's, that's what that's about. Now, what did the Lord do to the great fish? Yes. He spoke to it and then it vomited to him. Yes, he spoke to it. Why does the great fish listen to the words of the Lord? Sophie. He made the fish, yes. Yes, because he is the... Yes, can you think of a different word? Can you think of a different word? Can you think of a different word? Cameron? Ah, you're getting colder. Anna. Okay, creator, now you're getting warmer. Can you think of something else that starts with an M? Yes. Manna? Oh, no, not manna. Yes. Messiah? Oh, okay. Messiah is correct, and it does start with an M. Master. That's what I want. He is the master. He's the master of the wind and the waves. He is the master of the great fish because he is the creator, because he is God. So when he speaks, all of creation obeys what he says. When he says, let there be a storm, there's a storm. When he says, hey, you fish, go eat that guy, the fish goes and eats that guy. And when he says, hey, fish, go barf that guy out, the fish goes, okay. The fish does what the Lord says because when the Lord gives a command, it happens. The Lord's word uh, works. What it says, it does. Okay? So, Jonah is in the fish. Now, this is something called the sign of Jonah. And Jesus talks about the sign of Jonah a lot. What is this sign? He says, you, won't, you ask for a sign, and I tell you that no sign will be given except the sign of Jonah. What is the sign of Jonah? Think about it like this. In this that we just looked at, what are some of the similarities between Jonah and Jesus? Oh, three days in the fish. Yes. Three days in the fish and then being vomited out. Now that's the big, that's the sign of Jonah, being three days in the belly of that fish and then vomited out, just like Jesus is three days in the tomb and then is out of the tomb. But there are some other similarities between Jesus and Jonah. Think about him being on the boat. Where is he when the storm is happening? On the bottom. Doing what? Sleeping. Sleeping. Who else does that? Sophie. Yeah, Jesus is sleeping in the boat in the middle of a storm. Uh, what else? What about Jonah being fed into the waters? Yes? It was calm like Jesus calmed the water. Correct, yes. It was calm like when Jesus calmed the water. But Jesus is better because all Jesus has to do is say, Hey, stop it. And it stops. Jonah has to be swallowed up and eaten by the water, and then while he's in the water, he gets eaten by a fish. He's not as good as Jesus. The people who point ahead to Jesus are never as good as Jesus. They're not quite Jesus, but they are signs of Jesus. So Jesus is like Adam, but he's better than Adam. He's like Moses, but he's better than Moses. He's like Joshua. They even have the same name, but he's better. He's like Jonah, but he's better. Jonah gives the sign, okay?
Now, are you two playing footsie? Yeah. You're just smiling. Just smiling, okay. <laughs> Here are the terms. You need to know Jonah. So easy, you already know that. Jonah. He's that guy, that prophet, he ran away, okay? You need to know Jonah. You need to know Nineveh, the wicked city of the Assyrians. And you need to know the sign of Jonah. Those are your three terms. Jonah, Nineveh, and the sign of Jonah. And we've talked a little bit about those. Nineveh, the wicked city. Jonah, the prophet who runs away and is swallowed by the fish. And the sign of Jonah, uh, Jonah being swallowed and vomited out. And then your catechism will be to children. To children. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Okay? Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. Any questions about any of this? Yes, Cameron. I don't think so. I think you'll be with Carolyn again next week. This is just uh, kind of a one-time thing. But you have your papers, but you know what terms to study for next time if you're in Carolyn's class. Okay, very good. Let us go pray.